Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, Legendary Closer Radio. I'm your host, John Ferguson, and I am super stoked to be talking to you today because today on this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you why your sales follow-up is killing your closes. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort. How do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, yeah, real quick, I got to tell you, follow-up sucks. Nobody likes to follow up. No one wants to chase people until they buy or die, okay? I mean, that is the old school method. I remember learning this method that you have to follow up. The sales in the follow-up. The money's in the follow-up. Chase them until they buy or die. Chase them until they get exhausted. Chase them until you catch up to them running away from you and never hear no. Sound familiar? I almost puked. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to chase you till. I die. Okay. That's probably what's going to happen because it is exhausting having to chase your prospects, having to chase your sales, having to follow up and follow up and follow up and follow up. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place that you have set appointments to actually follow up with clients, but to chase somebody until they either buy or die or call the cops and throw you in jail. That's called harassment. Okay. And that is not what we're after. And I just remember being completely exhausted, right? I would chase people. I'd call them. I'd tell them I'd be their friend. And I really worked hard. Like when I was doing my my sales, I really thought, okay, look, if they're not going to buy now, a no today is not a no forever, right? Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> Sometimes people just don't want your product and they don't want your service and they would rather work with somebody else. And that is totally cool. That's totally fine. But I didn't get it yet. And uh, when I was out there and I was working, I would work my but to the bone. And literally I would chase people like crazy and it got exhausting. And I remember actually in the network marketing industry, when I first got into my first network marketing uh, business, what ended up happening for me was I was told by my upline, I'll just keep inviting them and keep chasing them and keep following up with them and take your list of contacts and go after them. When I got into the sales industry, I got my lead list and uh, whether they were opt-ins or cold calls, It was to go through and chase them and start benefit bashing. I talk about benefit bashing all the time. And just because you think your benefits are better and better than anybody else's, it doesn't mean somebody wants to be bashed, okay? Bashed with what you think are the benefits to their life. Nobody wants to be told what to do. And you all know the old saying, telling isn't selling. I am absolutely disgusted with the old tactics of handling objections and chasing people until they buy or die. Or even what I like to call it is benefit bashing and really just hammering in and chasing somebody down to get them to buy from you. It doesn't work and it is exhausting And even if you do get them to buy, oh my gosh, I remember uh, in the very beginning of my sales career, I would get people to buy from me because I just outlasted them and I chased them and I called them and I got their spouse on the line and I started going through all the benefits and I pulled out all the stops and I had lists of closes that I could use and rebuttals. And for me, I, I actually at one point forgot what rebuttal I used. And so I 
would probably use one or two of the same rebuttals at the same time. I would lose those sales. But when I got the sales, guess what happened? The rapport with the client was completely lost. They actually became that consumer you don't want in your business. They became that that client that you had to serve and over-deliver for, even when you didn't have to because the product and service was phenomenal. But because you got them in the business, they became the beggar. They became the person who was calling in for help and needing support. And, you know, how do I plug in my computer to turn it on, to press play, to watch the video, right? I mean... We create our own mess. We create our own sludge that we have to wade through. We create the challenges that are in our business. And I learned that lesson early on that if I was going to have to continue to chase people to sell, I'd rather not sell. And I do not want to be that pushy salesperson. I did not want to be the individual that was looked at as the quote-unquote used car sales guy. You know the one that everybody makes fun of and points, oh, you're in sales? Ho, 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 ho. What kind of car did you sell today, John? Yeah, you know, I was not looking at that, and I was looking at sales as a sophisticated career because it is. We all have to learn to sell. But if I had to rely on weak closes, weak sales tactics, and being the A-type personality Viking to the rescue, well... I probably would rather not and just quit sales altogether. But luckily for me, I was in pursuit of something better. I needed to find a way and all I wanted to do was find a way that I didn't have to follow up, that I did not have to be the one chasing the clients. Like I had to find a way where I was not becoming exhausted at the end of my sales day to where I was just like, oh my gosh, dreading the next day on the phones. And the reason why I felt that my phone was like a hundred pounds, like 300 pounds. And, and you, you know, you, you, you hear that like gurus talk about this all the time. You'll hear people out there say, Hey, look, you just got to pick up the phone and your point, you want, once you get through like the first 20 dials, you'll be totally fine. And I'm like, do I, I really have to like suck and hate getting on the phone, calling prospects in order for me to build enough momentum to call prospects. (laughs) No, man, I want to like it. I want to enjoy it. I want to call people and I want to have a good conversation, but one that actually causes them to want to buy from me, causes them to ask for the sale, causes them to start chasing me. And so I wanted to do that. And so the, the, the thing was, is I was actually getting exhausted. The crisis was I did not want to pick up the phone. I did not want to dial the new leads. I did not want a cold call. I didn't want to talk to anybody on the phone at all. Like it was happening that when I was doing any outbound calls to talk to new prospects and new clients, that when I got home or when I had family members call me or even my wife, like I didn't want to pick up. Like I'd let it go to voicemail. Right? Why would I want to talk on the phone anymore? Because that's my career. (laughs) No. And I shouldn't feel that way. And I felt really bad. But I was just tired, man. I was tired. I felt like a wrestler, right? Had been grinding on my ears. And I was going home with cauliflower ear every single night. And if you guys don't understand that reference, uh, wrestlers, typically pro wrestlers and MMA fighters, is they're in the ring and they're working hard and they're grinding, they're doing jujitsu. What ended up happening was, is, is you'd have, um, your ears get mangled and mashed up. And if you've never seen it, your ears get really, really damaged. But I don't want to do that. But I needed to find a way to put some mental jujitsu on my prospects in a way that I didn't have to be so exhausted coming home. I just remember coming home and eating and laying on the couch going, forget it. 
Like throw on I Love Lucy and I will be happy. And I did not want to be exhausted. I had kids at the time. My wife wanted to go do stuff. And if I had to like get somebody ready for bed or sing them a song or prepare a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or to do anything at the end of my sales day, I was just exhausted mentally, right? Physically, I probably could do stuff, but mentally I was just like, oh, I do not want to do anything. I need to like decompress. You ever heard of that phrase before? Just decompress. You want to kind of just let the day go. Who wants to live their life day by day by day by day by that? No wonder salespeople are so jacked up all the time. No wonder in our industry we get a bad name. And no wonder when we're so exhausted, maybe sometimes we just make mistakes on the phone. We say certain things we shouldn't because our mind is so overburdened with exhaustion from chasing people until they buy or die or chase people till you die. Like I don't want to end up one day with a heart attack because I'm running after all these prospects and trying to make good sales. Now, obviously you're making good money. So you keep chasing and you keep running and, and I couldn't do that. And so what I wanted to do was find a way that I could go home and not be fatigued, that I could find a way that people would come to me and I would be able to invite them to take action and that I would be able to avoid closer fatigue, sales fatigue. And a lot of people feel that like, you know, at the end of the workday, you're just exhausted. And I wanted to avoid that. I want to come home invigorated. I wanted to come home like I had just closed the biggest account every single day even though I maybe not had a close, but that I wasn't exhausted and beat up about it, that my mindset was in the right place. And I didn't want to have to spend 35 minutes in the beginning of my day hooping and hollering and dancing and chanting and trying to get myself pumped up to make dials. Like I wanted to be able to just do it as a salesperson. We choose this career for a reason. We choose this career to help ourselves, help our person we're working with, right? And help our families. Like, think about that, right? We've got three clients we've got to take care of. One, the consumer. The only reason why we are here as salespeople is so that we can connect the rad solutions that our consumers are looking for, our clients and service products are, are, are out there. we got to connect that. Our job, the economy will not roll unless we are there connecting those people, right? We have got to connect those consumers in the right manner to where they beg to buy from us the products and services that we're offering. And we can't do that by chasing people. You cannot do that. And the only way to serve you the best, your family the best, is not to be exhausted after your sales day. And number two, how better is it to serve your client, right? A lot of you guys are independent salespeople. I'm an independent salesperson. I train independent salespeople so that you don't have to be tied down to actually one company. You can choose to be, right? And I think a lot of time, and one thing I want to talk about uh, in, a, in an upcoming episode is how sales is changing, how more salespeople, more closers, more high ticket closers are more independent working out of their own house rather than working in home. And that's a big topic. So you really cannot be exhausted, right? There's just no way. And so I kind of went on this pursuit. And one of the things that actually kept coming up in, in my day is, you know, past dial fatigue, right? And so getting through and not being an authority figure, I had to overcome that. I had to find a way that when I was talking to people that they would see me as an authority. Because when you get on the phone and you're making these outbound calls, you know, a lot of times I would find that a lot of salespeople, you don't look at yourself as an authority figure. You don't see yourself as the expert, right? You're not the subject matter expert. And so you've got to be careful what you say. And so that kind of holds you back from being seen as the authority, or feeling like you're the authority to be able to take charge on the phones. 
And so that's kind of a, that was kind of a mind shift. That's kind of an obstacle you you've got to go through. And then you've also got to make sure that your clients don't feel like they're in charge, that you are the show or that you've got to prove to them why you are or your product or your service is what they should be buying, right? The show and tell show. I, I'm not down with that. Like I ended that with Romper Room. Romper Room is no longer on TV. And I do not see Sally and Jimmy and Davey through the ring. I do not. What I see are high ticket closers burning themselves out because they are in the show and tell show. They are in the prove it or lose it mode. And they feel like they've got authority because they've got all these benefit bashes that they can throw out. They can have all these rebuttals in the conversation. And they can, you know, bring to light the the holes in somebody else's business. Look, no one has ever closed a sale by arguing, right? You know, that feeling of of having to be the better arguer, it's exhausting people. And I know that you're listening to this and I know you're going through this because I went through it too. I would hate getting into who's got the better benefit. Who's got, you know, the the, the client may, may tell you that the benefits are good, but they don't have the money. And then you get into the battle of, well, if you can afford it, you're going to make the money back by having the benefits, right? And then you get into this back and forth tug of war. Nobody wins. Just cut the rope in the middle. Okay, everybody go home. What I had to do was find a way that I could solve those problems. And so the big thing for me was ultimately in order to do this, in order to turn this whole thing around, is you have to find a way to stop chasing. You have to stop chasing your clients. Chasing your clients puts them in a power position. It puts your prospect in a position of authority. They're the individuals dictating the process. And if you are allowing them to be the ones who are making you chase them and you perform for them, you are kind of like the dancing monkey on the stage. You're the one that people are going to be throwing the coins out if you do a really good dance or a flip or a somersault. No, don't do that. And so my my thought was, look, I've got to stop chasing, number one. That's the first thing that has to happen. I've got to stop, quote unquote, performing and entertaining the prospect. The second thing I had to understand was, is how did I become the authority? You literally have to become the authority. If your clients, if your prospects don't see you as the ultimate authority, even with the initial outbound phone call, then you've lost half the game. You have to become the authority. And you have to take the step in your first phone call, in that first outreach to be seen as the authority, especially you guys who are on here, like who are selling network marketing businesses. You don't own the company, right? You don't own the business. You can't say you created the formula for X. You're not able to do any of that stuff. You might be able to tell some of your own story, right? Of your, you know, process to it. But some of you guys are salespeople for other gurus, for other uh, influencers, other subject matter experts, other coaches. And you can't say you're the coach. You can only talk about and posture the coach, the influencer, the guru, the, the individual company that you're working for. And so how do you maintain authority? You can gain authority by putting the ball in your court where they have to come get it from you, where they have to ask you for the purchase. And the only way to do that is for you to control the questions. So you have to start by asking better questions, but you have to become the authority figure. And lastly is you've got to be able to sort out detail seekers, right? Um, 
Detail seekers will tell you everything you want to know, and they will stroke you at the end of the day. They will just, you know, like that cat that comes over and you lays in your lap, you're like, oh yeah, cute kitty, and then whack with its claws, and you're like, where did that come from? Right? I was being nice to you. All right. I'm telling you right now, you have to have those things change. But those are like the obstacles, right? Those are the things that we go through as closers is how am I the authority and, you know, how do I, you know, sort out the info seekers and how do I find those people better and quicker so that I can move on to the real buyers? And at the end of the day, if you can actually become the authority, if you can stop chasing your clients and have them start chasing you and then get them asking for the sale, get them begging to buy from you, you don't have to chase to sell. You, you don't have to do the follow-up until they buy or die because it's the follow-up that's killing your sales. It's the follow-up that makes you look like a beggar. It's the follow-up that makes you look like you're needy because you keep chasing and your prospects know it. Stop. Stop chasing. Put in, implement the right method so that you can do it. Now, here's what you do. One of the things I, I started to implement initially was I laid out the exact process, right? The first thing I had to do is like, okay, here's my process. Here's what we're going to go through. I know that you opted in or you called in or we're calling you for X or you're a client of so-and-so's or you came out to such and such event. It doesn't matter. But I would lay down a quote unquote, the law, <laughs> be like, Hey, look, here's what we're going through. And here's what we're looking for. And these are the type of clients we're going to be serving. And I would literally lay down the law. And I script this out for each and every one of the companies I work with. I script this out for each of our one-on-one clients. So they have the specific verbiage of, hey, this outline, this process, you and your process listening to this, what you have to do is let the client know, here's what we're doing. And then at the end of the day, we're going to be making a decision, okay? Second, and I found this more mindset than anything, is that if you can feel as the authority. If you can see yourself as the authority, okay, you automatically speak with a bit more confidence. One, when you have a process and you're following that process, that gives you confidence. Number two, if you can speak as an authority with confidence, it gives you authority and confidence. It's no joke. So for instance, you probably know much more about your products and services than I do, right? And if I came to you and I started asking you questions about your product or service, you could probably answer those questions, right? And you'd be able to tell me all the bells and whistles and all the benefits of what your product does, right? Well, that makes you the authority because even if you know 15%, 10%, 20% more than I do about all the benefits, that gives you the right to be the authority, Okay. Now you didn't create it. You probably weren't the expert at it. You, you know, you know, some of you guys are coaches. Some of you guys are trainers. Some of you guys did create the method. So you're going to have that confidence already. But the salespeople, they're high ticket closers. You need to take pride in the fact that you know that the solutions are there. And your job is to ask the right questions that uncover the needs and the wants of your prospect. I hope you wrote that down. Needs and wants. Not just the needs and not just the wants. The wants are the emotional purchase. The needs are the are, are the fire that keeps lit after they've purchased. You have to connect the dots on both of those in order for your prospects to see you as that authority. And the only way to do it is to ask questions and gather the information that they're somewhat hiding from you 
Okay, beneath the surface desire that they're talking to you on the phone or in person or at your event about, you got to uncover that. And the only way to be seen as the authority is to be the person asking the questions. Not just any questions, not service questions, not BS questions, not best friend BFF questions, but questions that build true rapport. And the only way to build true rapport, and I want to share this with you guys again, I'm going to go deeper in another episode. The only way to really true share true rapport is how asking the proper questions in the right manner and getting deep, 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 deep. Okay. At the end of the day, if you start to implement this process, three things are going to happen for you. One, you're going to be seen as the authority from the get go. You are going to be the one that people are asking to work with and they are going to start asking to beg to buy from you. That's number two. They're going to be asking you what the next step of the process is. They're going to be asking you how they can start working with you and they are going to look at you. And so at this day and age, I love my life. I love talking to clients. I love and enjoy. I sometimes I, I look at the clock and I've talked to a lot of great people and I wish there was more time in the day now because the way I get to serve salespeople is helping them overcome those challenges. And when I'm working with clients, I really enjoy it when I help them get out of their own way. You understand that? Help people get out of their own way. Help them eliminate their own objections that are blocking them from buying from you. And the only way to do that is to uncover it by stop being the bully don't be the bully. Don't be the benefit basher, but get to the point where you can enjoy sales again. I mean, that's that's the greatest thing. You know, one of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you guys actually on, on the very next episode is how to implement the time into this using scripts. How scripts actually, you can actually literally script this out. You can, you can put this into the script so you have the proper questions and you get the proper dialogue going. It is freaking phenomenal when you lay this down. And I cannot wait to share that with you. But guys, please stop being the benefit basher. Stop doing that and take your life back. Take your authority back. Be the legendary closer that you are and authentically build those relationships so that you guys can uncover what it is that gets these people to beg to buy from you. And the first thing you've got to do is eliminate the old guru slogans of getting people to buy from you by chasing them. It doesn't work. You're exhausted. I don't want you to see that for you anymore. Because right now, I enjoy what I'm doing. The only reason why I have time to share these tactic and tactics and skills with you like this is because we've changed the model. We've been able to authentically help people. We've been able to step into their life and help them get out of their own way and able to understand. And with true communication, truly communicating and understanding what their goals and their focuses are within what they need and what they desire. And then obviously helping them to see that within our product within our service. And there's no way that I can mirror that. There's no way that I could present that unless I stopped chasing them with the benefits I think that they need and understand the benefits that they truly need so they can actually accomplish the purchase for themselves and acquire whatever it is that I'm selling attached emotionally and physically to the need of what they're after. Guys, It is a privilege to come on here and share each and every week and each and every episode. I hope you guys are enjoying this and you guys are getting some golden nuggets out of it. I love listening to the messages you guys send. I'm so, so grateful for the comments you guys put there. 
And I am so happy every single time that I see a new subscriber subscribe to the podcast, a new download that happens. I am very, very grateful. Thank you so much. And I am really awesome. It was really cool. I'm, I'm really, did I say that I was really awesome? <laughs> no, what is really awesome is when I get to see on Facebook, so many of you guys joining the conversation with us and continuing to work together in a fashion where we actually get to work together in our group on Facebook called Legendary Closers. So hopefully I see you guys in there. I hopefully to be able to read a lot of your comments and be able to help you guys out for future episodes and drop a line. Let me know your life. Let me know you're succeeding. And let me know where else we can help you here with the Legendary Closer Radio. John Albert Ferguson signing off. Have a fantastic week. Go out there and crush it. Hey, what is up, legends? Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Really appreciate hanging out with you guys and being able to share what has changed my life so much and taking you guys on this journey of helping salespeople live legendary lives and have legendary income. You know what? There's a group of us that hang out each and every day on Facebook. And the group that we have is called Legendary Closers. If you want to head on over to Facebook and join us in more conversations like this, actually being able to work with and interact with closers just like yourself who are looking to level up their lifestyles and join the journey of getting better and becoming legendary, I want to give you an opportunity to get a free training from me just from joining the group. It's a training that we sold for over $5,000 when it first came out. Now we sell it consistently for $1,000 and I'm going to give it to you absolutely for free. And it's a training that we've created to help closers ask better questions in order to uncover the secrets behind why people buy, why individuals are buying from you. It'll absolutely get people to beg you to buy. They're going to beg to buy from you. I'm super excited to give this to you and I want to give it to you when you join the Legendary Closers Facebook group on Facebook. So head on over to Facebook and join the conversation working with each and every one of those other closers that are also a part of the Legendary Closer family. 